Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, March 10th. We are in the throes of March Madness, and this is going to be a fantastic Fantastic podcast, little college basketball, a dollop of NBA. Yes, I've got to talk about the Lakers' loss to the Rockets. A little NFL, well, a little more than a little NFL, but the highlight is an interview with the guy who wrote the book on Showtime that turned into the TV show on HBO Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. I know you guys have watched it. I talked about it. Jeff Perlman wrote the book. Here's the cool thing. Perlman wrote the book in 2014. Eight years later, it becomes a TV show, and the numbers for the first episode were good. I mean, almost double of what another popular HBO show did in its first episode of season one, Euphoria. Um, It was just a a great season opener. It's about Magic Johnson and the Lakers, so I'm obviously all about it. And I hope you guys like the interview. It's similar to what we had last week, and again— I don't always peg the interviews when we get big numbers for certain guys. It's like, oh, we got to bring that guy back. Or, oh, that's a topic we need to drill down on and explore a little more. And your reaction to the Bel Air interview was, uh, it surprised us. I mean, I knew Ephraim Salam was was good. We've had him on before. 
but the topic and the subject matter was a little bit of a surprise, and, and the reaction from you guys, um, the the listens were big. So we're gonna hope for the same with this winning time show. And you know, Perlman is a good guy. He's written a ton of books. Interesting character. And character is the right word, as you'll find out in the interview. But before we get to Jeff Perlman, a couple of items. I want us to open with LeBron, but I'm contractually obligated to open with the NFL and another massive trade. It's like, you guys remember that gambling story? Calvin Ridley feels like, goodness gracious, months ago. So Tuesday, the story is Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Wednesday, the story is... Carson Wentz. Now, I can't, I went on Cowherd Show last week and I said, Carson Wentz in Tampa makes a hell of a lot of sense, right? And I outlined it. Bruce Arians does not want to, you know, he, he's been reluctant to say Brady was the driving force behind that Super Bowl. And he's taken not some shots, but there's a, a little more chatter that something is amiss with those two. And maybe that's why Brady bolted early, made it easier for him because he didn't have a great relationship with Arians. You know, I thought Arians would be happy. He got Brady. He got a Super Bowl. But, you know, Arians wants a lot of credit. You know, Arians is like, hey, come on. A lot of guys had their hand in that. That's a direct quote. I'm not making that up. Anyways, he doesn't go after Carson Wentz, who's clearly a broken quarterback. But who is willing to go after the former Eagles slash former Colt? The Washington Commanders. And in what, a, in what was a deal that has been universally panned as as close to a disaster as one could imagine. The Washington Commanders get Carson Wentz and the Colts in return get a second rounder and two third round picks. And Washington also gives up. I'm sorry, Washington gets Wentz and a second. The Colts get a second and two thirds. But the real number here is 28. And why? Because Washington is going to pay all of Wentz's salary. All $28 million. They're paying him $28 million. And I need to put this in perspective. Why is that number big? Yeah, Mahomes is at 40. Josh Allen's at 40. Wentz is not that bad. Well, consider this. Two years ago, the Eagles were so sick of Carson Wentz's garbage. So annoyed with him. They could not deal with him. They were willing to take one of the largest dead money hits in NFL history to offload Carson Wentz. They were like, please get him the hell out of here. We don't have a plan at quarterback. Maybe it's Jalen Hurts. Maybe Gardner Minshew. Don't matter. We just don't want Carson Wentz here. And they get him to the Colts. And, and the universal reaction is, oh, Frank Wright can fix him. Remember when uh, uh, Wentz was nearly an MVP uh, with uh, Frank Reich as the OC in Philly? Remember that? Hey, who could forget? Listen, I said it at the time. That year was an outlier. And it's pretty clear that it was a fluky year for Carson Wentz because he did not duplicate that in Indy. He, he had a great offensive line, one of the best in the league, elite running back, and he basically crapped his pants in week seven, week 18 sorry, against the Jags who have the first pick in the draft. Okay, Crapped his pants against that team, kept his team out of the playoffs. Jim Ursay lost his mind when they missed the playoffs. Essentially, a week later, according to multiple reports that came out Wednesday, Ursay, the owner, who is a little crazy, we know this, okay? He gets unhinged very quickly. I don't know what's worse, having an owner like Woody Johnson of my Jets, who's just, you know, kind of an empty suit. He's just a rich, rich dude who is just, he's not a good owner at all. And 
I don't know if that's worse than having Jim Irsay, who is kind of unhinged, and we know he had some issues uh, outside of football, shall we say, that I don't know that he got cleaned up because I'm telling you, the reaction to Wentz missing the playoffs and playing so poorly in Week 18 was like, get him out of here. The Athletic has a really detailed breakdown that Ursay was like, I can't stand the guy. Wentz, hearing all those reports, called Ursay, hey, can we meet up? And Ursay's like, yeah, I'm out of town. We'll talk later. But it was like, Ursay's like, I don't want anything to do with you. So Chris Ballard's hands were tied. He's like, basically, get Carson Wentz out of here. I don't care if it's Sam Ellinger. It ain't Sam Ellinger, the former Texas quarterback, or whomever. But bottom line is, we are not going to battle with Carson Wentz next season. There's a lot of questions about leadership. So just put that into context, Washington fans. Think about this. The Eagles wanted nothing to do with the guy. Get him the hell out of here. And after one season, the Colts said, no more. Can't deal with this. And now Washington's willing to pay him 28 mil and give up draft picks? This is kind of stunning, folks. Now, this is what happens when you're desperate. Washington allegedly... Um, made a strong play for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, depending on who you read, either didn't want to go there or Seattle did not want him in the NFC. It sounds like Washington was not ready to make a play for Deshaun Watson, who's embroiled in a legal battle. It's just, it's a weird move for Washington. I don't know if it's going to work, but this is what you do when you're desperate. Now, imagine life as Ron Rivera, right? You get to Washington below 500, but you make the playoffs as a wild card team. Uh, they were down, I think, their third string quarterback that year. And then last year, Ryan Fitzpatrick goes down, I think, in week one or the preseason. And you have to roll out Taylor Heineke, a.k.a. Matt Saracen, a.k.a. QB1. And you win, you know, you miss the playoffs again. I just wonder, is Carson Wentz an upgrade from Taylor Heineke? I'm not so sure that he is. I don't think it's a slam dunk, you know, that they're going to be paying $28 million for Wentz. And all of a sudden, what are you winning? One more game? Two? Uh, I, this is not an 11-win team with Carson Wentz. It's just not. I, 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 don't, I don't think this is a great trade for Washington. That being said, what's the alternative? That's the question I love. Like, what are you going to do if not Wentz? You could just go to battle with Taylor Heineke, but it's pretty clear Ron Rivera has seen the guy, got kid for two years, and is like, you know what? He's solid, but he's a solid backup. Like, let him battle Wentz for the job. If Wentz wants to come in and pout, you know, it's and, and we dump Wentz. Like, this is Carson Wentz's last chance, right? 28 mil. Carson Wentz can either say, you know what? I'm going to work my butt off, be the first in, last out, one of those deals. Because if, I, if I'm not, and, and Washington cuts bait here, who's picking me up to be a backup? It's been a rapid fall for Carson Wentz. Anyways, that's the, that was the biggest NFL story. I, 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 if you had to ask me what Chris Ballard and the Colts are going to do, I do think this move frees up a lot of cap room, so they have money. I think Ballard is going to shoot his shot with as many guys as he can. Obviously, Garoppolo, but he's got the surgery. I would not be surprised if they made a Hail Mary play for Kirk Cousins. Does Kevin O'Connell, the new coach in Minnesota, does he want Kirk Cousins, or does he want to press reset and let's... Uh, let's let's see what else we got. Problem is, if you don't do Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, what do you do? They drafted the kid Mond, and Mike Zimmer wanted absolutely no part of Kellen Mond. Uh, he took some pretty harsh shots at him when he had to play against the Packers uh, late in the season. The, the Cousins vaccination issue, you know, it, it, <laughs> you know, again, that should not play a part in this. 
But remember, Wentz not vaccinated, Cousins not vaccinated. You, you think the Colts want to go back to that? I think Baker Mayfield could be in play. I mean, Baker Mayfield behind a great offensive line with an awesome running back? That's what the Browns basically had two years ago. And now you put him indoors? I could have something in a weak division. Now, Sam Ellinger ain't, ain't one in the division, but the Tennessee Titans are, are going to regress, folks. Go look at their schedule. They face one of the toughest slates of quarterbacks in the league. They got they lucked their way into 12 wins last year. That's not happening again. I think nine wins could, could capture this division. So whether it's Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, uh, who, who else is out there? Do you, uh, somebody, somebody was tweeting at me, Gardner Minshew. I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it, I, don't, I don't hate the Gardner Minshew idea. Like, all I'm saying is the Colts have money, and Chris Ballard I like a lot. He's creative. I think they've got some options. I'm, I'm going to just toss this, these other two out there. Derek Carr, again, Josh McDaniels, new coach, Raiders. Does he want Carr? I don't know. What about Matt Ryan in Atlanta? I don't know if financially that works, but I, I, I just think Matt Ryan going to a dome, which you know is good for him, with an offensive line and a running game, it's like perfectly set up. So whoever they get is going to have a chance of success. All right, we'll quickly do the NBA before we get to Jeff Perlman. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go through the slate and the Mavs getting stomped at home by the Knicks was a mild surprise. Utah led Portland, I think, by 50. Jason Tatum had went off again. He had 44 points, just continues to make me look good. Phoenix locked up a playoff spot. The Pelicans lose at home to the Orlando Magic. That's just brutal. But the story in the NBA was the Lakers losing in overtime to the Rockets. So LeBron took the night off against San Antonio returns against Houston. Russ could not get them to win against San Antonio. LeBron's return, he played 45 minutes. My gosh. He had a triple-double, 23, 14, and 12. But they lost. And this is a bad loss for the Lakers. Now, luckily, they're not losing any ground because Portland, again, like I said, Portland got stomped. And it sounds like Portland's tanking. So the Lakers missing the playoffs is probably not going to happen. Again, I'm not overreacting to any of this because they're in the playoffs, right? They're going to be in. Is Anthony Davis going to be back is the question. Because it was a layup line for the young Rockets who had who shot 51% from the field, 42% from three. In overtime, they could not miss. Five-minute overtime, they scored 19 points. I feel like they hit six threes in a row. Jalen Green, who you know I love, I would have taken him number one in the draft. He had 32. Uh, Josh Christopher, another young kid out of Arizona State, had 21 like, they are a bouncy, young, confident, cocky team. Porter is nice, although he didn't shoot it well. The big story, of course, though, is what the hell happened to the Lakers at the end of regulation. I, I don't want to come out here and kill Westbrook. There's about 100 seconds left. I think it was 147. Westbrook drives, misses a layup. Next time down the court, Westbrook elbow jumper cashed. Next time down the court, Westbrook elbow jumper miss. And I'm like... Why are we going to Russell Westbrook in the final two minutes of a game against the Houston friggin' Rockets? What are you doing? Now, LeBron picks up two blocks at the end of regulation. Um, he had four blocks on the game to help said, give them a last chance. So it's tied. Lakers have the ball with like 25 seconds left. LeBron fadeaway misses. Lakers get the ball back. LeBron drives, kicks to Mello, open look, miss. So they had two chances in the last 15 seconds to beat the damn Rockets. And they lost in overtime. And LeBron looked dejected. Westbrook, yeah, I know I know the bo- people who hunt the box score, who did not watch this, they were watching March Madness. They'd be like, oh, Westbrook had 30. He's not to blame. Westbrook had 38 and 6. Guys, uh, you have to watch these games. You can't just box score hunt and tell me what happened. Go look at the last five minutes. You can find it on YouTube. Westbrook was a liability. Carmelo Anthony defensively. I mean, hell, Jalen Green said it. We were we were hunting Carmelo Anthony. We wanted to get him in the pick and roll. Now, I'm just telling you, you could do that now. That's fine. There's no backline protection. Anthony Davis will return. He will protect the backline. Now, then it becomes, okay, fine. AD's on the court. Who are you pulling? Well, I mean, you need Monk out there for threes. 
I, I trust Austin Reeves as a three-point shooter. He's a better defender than Carmelo, better defender than Westbrook. I think you need Melo for the shooting. Guys, I think Russ is going to be the odd man out. I don't think he's going to like that. I, I think you got to have Stanley Johnson for some defense. Um, I, They just need Anthony Davis. That's what this boils down to. There's no point in saying the Lakers stink. We know that. They do. Is Anthony Davis back? If he is, they got a chance. If he's not, they got no chance. That's how it comes down. And that should not surprise anybody. All right, real, real quick word. It was a very good gambling day in college basketball for your boy. I lost a heartbreaker with Arizona State. They were up. They gave up a 17-1 to run to end the game. I know you don't care. It hurt. Almost everything else hit. It, it was a damn good day. And the one thing that I put on IG stories is I'm betting first halves of teams that played the day before versus teams that hadn't played. And you're taking the points with the worst team, but teams that haven't played yet come in a little bit cold. You know, they got to get, they're not up to game speed. They haven't played in five, six, seven days, maybe longer. And they, that went five and two. And one of the losses was by half a point. I'm not going to take all of them because there's a million of them today, but I'm going to take as many as I can. Some of the teams I just, do, I'm sorry, I don't want to touch. They're really, really bad. I, I think this is a good strategy. And I've talked about this before. I've done this strategy for about four, maybe five years now. And obviously, Vegas, the market catches up. Last year, I heard from some people that it was, if you bet every single first half in this scenario, you had a losing record for the first time. I didn't bet all of them because I'm sorry I'm selective. I can't just, I can't do it. There's no way I'm backing these awful teams that I know are going to get dump trucked by number one or number two seats. So I skip some of them. And I know that's cheating, Jason, whatever. No, fine. Um, But I will be doing that. And um, today's a great gambling day in college basketball. The rest of the weekend will be. Brackets come out Sunday. All right, it's time for the interview with Jeff Perlman, the author of Showtime, the book on the Magic Johnson 1980s Lakers. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy I've interviewed before way back when I was with the big lead. Now he's just a massive star. I mean, he's writing all these books. They're getting turned into TV shows. And I have to say, uh, you guys know I talked about it big on the podcast this week, uh, Winning Time, the Lakers uh, TV show on HBO. I, I, I'm just infatuated with it. And he is, you know, he, he wrote the book that it was based off of. Jeff Perlman, how are you, man? It's funny. You know, I really have become a big star. And I can I can tell you my stardom, you know, it, it hit a peak this morning when my dog threw up all over the rug and I was cleaning it. And if I were really a big star, I would have had someone... Something you know, I could have snapped my fingers and have someone come. But obviously, I thought I thought you'd be there at this point. I mean, geez, goodness gracious, this this show is incredible. Uh, so many questions, um, so many. I, I don't really even know where to start, other than the fact that the the book was written, I believe, in twenty fourteen. Is that when it came out? Correct. So that, that so the window from when it went out to hitting HBO Max in twenty twenty two. That's you know, what's eight years. Correct. Talk us through how that that pro, what that process is like. Has it been? Uh, was there a tug of war over this? Was there a bidding war between Netflix? I'm not up on, uh, yeah. you know, uh, that you and TV. Other than I love this show. Neither am I. I um. <laughs> all right. So basically, I write the book in 2014, and there's a screenwriter named Jim Hecht, who I'd never heard of, and he reaches out to me and he's like, "I love the book." Blah blah blah. So I immediately do the IMDb search, and Jim Hecht's big credit at the time was Ice Age: The Meltdown. 
That was it, which is, that's nothing to scoff at, but it has nothing to do with this topic. And I had had stuff optioned in the past, but nothing ever came of it. And there's a lot, I learned fairly early in my book writing career that like the BS, the Hollywood BS is not a myth. Like everyone loves everything you wrote. Everyone knows Denzel. Everyone knows <laughs> Halle Berry's sister. And she would love to see the script and everyone's always interested, but they're not right. So by the time Jim reached out to me, I was like, okay, whatever. He came to my house Easter Sunday, 2014, uh, two Jews. So not such a big deal. And uh, we have family <laughs> dinner on Sundays and he showed up in my house. No exaggeration with a block of chocolate, Baker's chocolate, a tomato and a bottle of wine drink, imitation wine drink. And we're like, who, who is this guy? You know, what is this? And he was just sincere and honest and he loved the book and he really wanted to option it. And I was too dumb to know I was supposed to ask him for money. I swear to God. So I basically let him, I said, all right, go ahead. So he optioned, I signed something, optioned the book. Over the years, he would reach out to me, say, oh, this is going to happen. It's going to happen. And I was always like, it's never going to happen. <laughs> years passed. A couple of years ago, he's like, Adam McKay wants to meet with us. And I, I didn't know who Adam McKay was. So oh, he had to yeah. Google Adam McKay. You know Adam McKay. Of course. Big short, right? Yeah. I'm a moron, though. And I didn't know who he was. But we went to his house. I Googled his name. And he's like, I love the book. And Lakers, this is a great idea. I didn't believe it. Then a few years later, HBO sends contracts. Wait, hold on, hold on. Back up. Adam McKay's house. Is it pretty baller? It's not like you would think. It's a nice okay. house. Yeah, but it's not like I didn't see the whole thing. I re, you know what's funny? I recently used Adam McKay's office bathroom and all the walls are decked out with basketball cards. Like the entire four walls are covered in NBA cards, which is really actually cool. And there was a George Gervin jersey. Oh, that's so that a cool bathroom. I, I wonder if my much. wife would let me do that to our bathroom. The answer is no. Just, I wish yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, it's not even I don't even think probably. I think that's a big no. <laughs> So, um, no, but the house was nice. It was fine. It was a nice area of LA and, um, he was just really cool about it. And then HBO sent contracts and I still didn't believe it. And then I was home and like a friend of mine texted me an article in like some Hollywood magazine that I don't read. And it was like, uh, Adrian Brody cast in book based on Jeff Perlman's blah, 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 or in film based on our TV project. I'm like, that's weird. And then a few days later, Sally field cast in, and that's when I really started to believe it. That's when I started to believe it. And here I sit. Oh, man, that's incredible. So, um, you know, when you write the book, do you think in your head? I know you've written a lot of books, obviously, really good uh, stuff. Uh, Roger Clemens, uh, New York Mets. Like, you've done a lot of great stuff. But do, do, at this point, are you thinking like, man, this this could be a show. This could have some legs. No, never. Never, ever. You're supposed to not do that, I know. But come on, in the back of your head. Never. I've never, ever written a book thinking this will be, or this should be, this could be never. Now, every now and then someone will bring it up, a relative or something will be like, you should do Walter Payton. Walter Payton would be, I'm like, well, I don't have any, I don't have any say on that. Sorry, my dog's barking. But um, yeah. yeah, so no, no, 0%. No. Um, I, I'm, cur I'm curious. I, you're mo I don't want to peg you as an East Coast guy, but uh, a lot of your stuff has been on baseball, a lot of East Coast. I know you did a book on the Cowboys. But, you know, how did you get an interest to do in, in Lakers and Showtime? Were you a Magic Johnson guy growing up? I was a kid growing up in New York who loved the New Jersey Nets. Okay. And, but the Nets were terrible. So what I remember, like, for me, special appointment viewing as a kid was, you know, it's Sunday and we're live from the Forum in Inglewood where the Boston Celtics with Larry Bird are visiting Magic Johnson and the Los Angeles Lakers, and they do this shot. They zoom in, 
And first you see the outside of form and they'll show like Manhattan beach and the palm trees and they'll zoom in and you see the Laker girls and you see Jack Nicholson and Diane Cannon sitting courtside uh, and just magic Johnson and those cool uniforms and the purple and gold and Kareem with the goggles. And it just was kind of magical to me. It really was like appointment viewing me, little kid sitting in front of my TV in little tiny mail pack, New York. And it just always stuck with me. Like it really did. It always stuck with me. And when I was thinking of book ideas, um, number one, the team is iconic. Number two, the book hadn't really been done. And number three, you're always looking for characters and magic Kareem Riley are definitive characters. And I didn't even think of it at the time, but Jerry Buss is really a definitive character. So it just made for a really good book, but it wasn't, it wasn't like I had longed to write it. Now, uh, as someone who has not read the book, that's shame on me. I, I, one of the first questions when I'm watching this is like, wow, uh, you know, Jerry Buss, Playboy Mansion, uh, the, these guys acting like, uh, what was the show? Was it Mad Men? Um, with, I didn't watch uh, you didn't watch Mad Men? But John Hamm, I know. Hey, John Hamm, that's it, yeah. And, and like the guys treating the women like that and like, I, I had no idea it was really like that. I am curious how much is direct from the book into the show and how much Hollywood liberty was taken? It's kind of 50 50. You know, like a lot of the stuff from the show uh, in the show is from the book and a lot of it's straight from the book. And then what I always say, because it's I actually I swear to God, not joking. Before I like five minutes ago, I was talking to my wife and I was like, I'm beaten down promoting the show because you always get asked that question. Right. And it's a very fair question to ask. I do not mind it. I, I don't love it, but I get it because as a journalist, facts, 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 you're 100 percent facts and you're always verifying. And it is an uncomfortable transition to having a TV show based on your book. And from, from, I mean, name a sports movie or TV show from 42 to we are Marshall to Friday night lights, all these shows based on actual events, they all stretch the truth. Like they all stretch the truth. Remember the Titans is a preposterous stretching of the truth. Yes. I went to high school in Northern Virginia. Yes. Oh yeah. Very, so you know, very stretched. Yes. They're all stretchings of the truth. And what a great movie, a phenomenal movie. Exactly. And yes. I think winning time is great television. I really do. I think it's a great television, but it's not a, a documentary. And when people say to me, I didn't realize that, uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, some of that happened. A lot of the spirit of it happened. But I, you cannot use it as a documentary. It's just an enjoyable time period informing enlightenment about the Lakers. The Norm Nixon Magic Johnson scene, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. How much of that is fact and how much is fiction? Can you say or no? Zero. So you're Zero talking about the, in, the, 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 party, the party, the basketball, the one on one. That did not happen. Okay. Now, <laughs> thank goodness. I was yeah. going to say, there's no way Magic Johnson would have stood for that crap. No. Now, there was a lot of conflict between Norm Nixon and Magic Johnson early yes. on. And Norm Nixon hated Magic Johnson's arrival, did not like that the Lakers drafted him, viewed himself as the point guard. He was a kid with his chi- a chip on his shoulder out of Duquesne, who was was not a first-round draft pick and had to battle, uh, you know, and fight and fight. And they bring in this guy, and it really did get under his skin. And there was a lot of resentment, and he wasn't very nice to Magic at first. So, again, that's kind of the Hollywoodization mm-hmm. of a story. And, you know, so I've been asked that one a lot. And yes. I'm like, yeah, no. It didn't happen. That doesn't mean it's a bad scene for a TV show. No, great. It was a great scene. Uh, it was is powerful. Jets, uh, is that a New York Jets shirt? It is. I'm, I'm a New York Jets fan. Born in New York, yes. Uh, Grew up a diehard Jets fan. Yeah. Well, you, you pivoted, huh? I just stopped rooting, but it's... Yeah. 
it's tough. Rough. Hey, we got Zach Wilson. We're on the come up. Uh, but anyways, back to the show real quick. So, right. okay, when you write the book, can you say how much cooperation you got from some of the major parties in the book? Did you get a lot of cooperation? I did, like a ton. I mean, I interviewed 350 people. I interviewed almost all of the Lakers, but I didn't get Kareem and Magic. So, mm-hmm. but the thing is, I always say this, and I think some people think I'm full of crap, but I'm really not. Um, from Wes Matthews to Michael Thompson to Billy Thompson to Mark Landsberger to Kurt Rambis, blah, blah, blah. Like, those guys were there, too. Yes. And they were there just as much as Magic and Kareem. Like, they were there. They were in the same meetings in the same locker rooms. All the assistant coaches, all the ball boys, all the trainers, all the PR people, they were all there. The difference is they have not been asked it a million times. So if you can give me, like, I went up, Wes Matthews was Magic's backup point guard during much of that period. I went to Bridgeport, Connecticut to sit down with Wes Matthews. It was one of the best two hours I've ever spent in my life as far as information I and bet. learning stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to get more from Wes Matthews about his time with the Lakers than I would from Magic about that same period. 100%. That was everything to Wes Matthews, right? He'll probably remember every detail, and Magic probably remembers a third of them, right? Because he I had love so many. <laughs> I love that you say that. My philosophy has always been, I use this as an example. Like, I wrote a Brett Favre biography. The free agent running back out of Bucknell, who was in camp with the Packers for three weeks, is going to remember every single interaction he ever had with Brett Favre. Brett Favre will have no memory of ever being with the Bucknell running back. Yeah. I mean, I interviewed Brady, Tom Brady twice. I remember it like it was yesterday. There's zero chance he would remember that I interviewed the guy like twice 15 years ago. He so, actually uh, yeah, that, that's probably called, the way I, I like the strategy you have. He called me just now. He said he heard I was going on your show and he was very excited. <laughs> yes, obviously. Um, so uh, I guess w- when I talk about or think about who would cooperate, I am very curious, uh, Jeannie Buss, because um, I, I don't want to say it's a, a negative-ish portrayal of her dad, um, he comes off cool to me, but I don't know if that's how you'd want your dad portrayed in an HBO show. Yeah. I mean, um, I've known Jeannie for a long time, and Jeannie's one of my favorite people on the planet. I don't know how she feels about the show. She hasn't really communicated with me about it. Um, I get it. Um, I do get it. The Lakers aren't involved in it. I think the portrayal of Jerry Boss, I mean, he was a playboy. That is a fact. So, and even Jeannie admits that. She's not hiding from that. Like, he was a playboy. He Love dating very young women. Um, that doesn't take away from anything. Uh, I and, but I think the portrayal. Cool. Yeah. yeah, he was cool. And the portrayal of him by John C. Riley, I just think is on point. Awesome. And, and it also, he's a visionary. Like Jerry Buss is a visionary. He's an NBA visionary. The NBA you see before you today exists in the form it does because of Jerry Buss seeing me at basketball as more, seeing it as entertainment. So to me, the overall portrayal of him and Magic and even Kareem is incredibly warm. Uh, Jerry West I, yeah. I got to be honest. Um, I'm I'm shocked that he was this much of an asshole. I had no clue. Um, you know, first of all, did you talk to him for this? And how 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 do you think he's coming off in the show? So I talked to him for the book, yes. and I, I I love the guy. Yeah, and he's not an asshole. To be clear, this is very important. Jerry West is not an asshole. You will never meet anyone who thinks he's an asshole. He is hyper competitive, like hyper hyper competitive. I always say the two guys I think of are Jerry West and Billy Bean, the former HGM, mm. where they cannot enjoy the lows bring them down much more than the highs raise them up. I think that's Jerry West in a nutshell. So I really think what they were trying to portray in the show is that intensity and that inability to sort of seize the moment, enjoy the moment. Also, factually, Jerry West was against the drafting of Magic Johnson, as was Chick Hearn. They all thought he was too tall. The ball was going to come up too high. All these small point guards in the NBA at the time. There were no Kevin Durant in the NBA at that point bringing up basketballs. 
So they were concerned about it. And the guy they wanted to draft, Sidney Moncrief out of Arkansas, yeah. was a great basketball player. Not a good basketball player, a great basketball player. So it's not a crazy argument for him to make. We should be drafting Sidney Moncrief. I, I am curious, to, and a lot of people I'm sure are going to be asking, uh, your next book that you released, not to move on from Showtime yet, was Three Ring Circus with Kobe, Shaq, Phil Jackson. Yeah. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of rumors that the success so far of Showtime, uh, you know, with winning uh, winning time, I see I see a story here, almost one million viewers um, for, for the premiere. I mean, that's practically double what Euphoria did for its first season. And Euphoria, I think, is a good show. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I've watched zero episodes. Okay. Uh, do you have kids? I do. My daughter likes it. I know. She do- oh really? Your daughter likes it, and you're not. My daughter's eighteen. It? My daughter. Oh, she's oh. a college. She's a college freshman. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was gonna say like this is if you have a, a a daughter, you this is mandatory viewing. And I have a kid who's only my daughter's only nine, uh, and it's just freaking me and the wife out badly. Yeah. Um But anyway, like winning time. That was a ringing endorsement for me watching that show. No, you need to, dude. All I right. mean, you have to. Like, I I feel like you're just having no. Like, I have no clue how bad it is out there. And obviously, this is that shows dra- dramatized for for cable, and it's working well. Um, My daughter never, does nothing bad. I'm not hearing anything you say. My daughter is the perfect child. She's, <laughs> she's an angel, of course. Um, so, what about uh, the 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 follow up, a season two with Kobe Shaq? What do you what are you putting the chances of that happening? Or? All right, so it actually it's interesting. They're writing a season two right now, but it's not the first season. So my book Showtime was 79 through 91. There was Magic's arrival through the HIV announcement. Uh, the first season of Winning Time is just seventy nine eighty, so this season just so the next season oh. will be further progression of my book, my first book, and I think the idea, I mean a lot of things would have to go right. The idea would be if this goes well and the viewership stays on, eventually you transition into a Shaq Kobe show, uh, by season three or whatever. Wow! So I didn't even realize this Winning Time is just one year out of your book, huh? Correct. Correct. Interesting. Um, yeah. I am curious how how was James worthy to deal with? He's I feel like he's really right. hamming it up lately to try to um, I don't know if go viral is the right word, but try. I don't know if you've seen him on Spectrum out here. He's just yeah. killing the Lakers every night, and I'm like, dude, really? Is oh, I kind of love him. I kind of love him. I think number one, the Lakers are a joke. I mean, it is really yeah, funny. A wait, joke. Wait, wait, wait. I want to say something. I'm being serious about this. You're wearing the Jet shirt, so this works out. You and I grew up New York Jet fans. <laughs> yes. I'm sure for you and I, it is laughable to see the Laker fans complaining about a team that's hovering like a little under 500 two years after winning an NBA title. Like neither you and I, we haven't had a Super Bowl in our lifetime. Never. Never. So it is funny. I do think this Laker team is one of the worst constructed NBA mm-hmm. teams I've seen in a long time. It's a terribly constructed team. It's just a catastrophe of poor judgment, poor pieces. You had really good pieces. You let them go. Okay. But it's kind of a joke. So I do understand it. And I do think, obviously, Worthy, Worthy is playing for Yucks a little bit. And he's playing for the crowd and the YouTube and the retweets. Yes. I do think it is refreshing, though, to hear a guy who is employed technically by the team mm-hmm. to being blunt about it and blunt assessments. It's kind of nice. So, uh, And he was great to deal with on the book. Like, fantastic. Uh, regarding the book, any... I guess after it came out, did anybody come after you and be like, dude, how the hell could you do that to me? You did me dirty. I'm pissed. Anybody get angry? I feel like no. that that happens maybe more in sports than uh, than otherwise. Yeah, nobody did. The um, Jeannie Buss, again, I love Jeannie Buss, and she told me she loved the book. Linda Rambis loved the book. 
the Lakers I talked to love the book. My magic I never heard from Riley. I never heard from Kareem. Right. I never heard from. But the overall take was really, really positive. And also, like, I just think um, the book came out basically 2014, so more than a decade and a half after the run ended. I think for a lot of these guys, it's nice to be remembered again and to be talked yeah. about again and to have, you know, time moves on for all of us. So it was very positive. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I kind of want to pivot to baseball, if that's okay, just for a second, because I know you're a big baseball guy. And listen, things could happen quickly, but right now it's looking very bleak for Major League Baseball with this lockout and both sides, a lot of greed everywhere. I Being that you have a huge baseball background, Jeff, I got to ask, what are your thoughts on on what's happening in baseball right now? 
I am actually generally horrified. Um, I don't cover the game anymore regularly, but I covered it for a long time. This is what I would say. I take my son Emmett. My son Emmett is a co- is a high school sophomore, and we go to a decent number of Angels games because not that far away. Tickets are cheap, whole thing. He has no friends who follow Major League Baseball, like none. Kids don't follow Major League Baseball. I'm sure you some guy will listen and say, "Oh, my nephew loves," but it's rare because they're baseball is competing against the immediacy of the NBA, the immediacy of the NFL, and the immediacy of phones, right? you're killing yourself. Like you have, you're losing your audience by the day, even without this inaction. And I just think it is such a lack of awareness on the part of baseball on both sides, how in trouble your sport is that the NHL now is not that far behind major league Ooh. baseball. It really isn't. That's a I just think baseball and then people say, Oh, the money and Oh, the salaries and the income and the earnings. People just don't give a crap about the game anymore. And you know what? I said this to someone the other day. I, so I'm, I'm 49. When I was growing up, I hate to be the old man, but when I was growing up, let's say baseball's 100th best player was Greg Nettles, the Yankees' third baseman. We'll just say, right? <laughs> yeah. He was more famous in his time than Mike Trout is right now in America. Like, it was, nobody oh, rec- in America? Nobody recognizes Mike Trout. Mike Trout goes to New York City right now, is wearing street clothes, walks around. Nobody at knows best, Five out of 100 know who Mike Trout is. He is the best player in baseball, one of the best players ever. That should alarm Major League Baseball. I don't, but there's no quick fix for that, is nope. there? Well, I can tell I mean, you Trout what. Trout doesn't really want to be marketed, right? I know, but it used to be, oh, my God, come see Mike Trout. Right? Come see Mike Trout. Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. This is a generational player. Come see him. And people are not responding to that anymore at all. And I'm not, I don't know what the solution is. I think they need to really think openly about having a more interactive game experience. I was saying to someone the other day. What, what does that mean? Interactive. Okay. I'll give you an idea. And you're going to be like, that's terrible. But maybe you won't. I sit with my son at these games and we always talk about this. You know how like this, just an example. You know how like uh, at the game, every pitch, looks, say where the pitch was, right? Slider, fastball on the scoreboard after the pitch. Yeah. Baseball would be wise to do something like have an app on your phone. If you guess 10 pitches in a row, you go win a hot dog, right? It's on your phone. Go win a hot dog. They would be wise to mic different players per inning, and you can listen on your phone and listen to Mike Trout talking to an app. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. talk, he's mic'd, and you can listen. Like, there is no engagement in baseball, and the NBA is the exact opposite. The NBA is so interactive. It feels interactive. It's immediate. You know the players. You see the players. Um, and I just think baseball lacks any sort of oomph whatsoever, and it's really hurting that sport. Is it one of those things, Jeff? Uh, by the way, I do not hate that idea. I'd be open to anything like that. That sounds fun and new. Um, is there anything to, you know, 60 years ago, 70 years ago, like boxing, right, and horse racing and baseball were like the top sports in America? Nobody cares about – nobody knows who the heavyweight champion is right now, right? Yeah. Horse racing, I mean, come on. And baseball's kind of fading. This stuff's all cyclical, is it not? Like sure. football in the 80s, Jeff, the NFL was not king in the 80s. But the NFL was right? still big in the 80s. It was, it was big, king. but it, it was nothing like it is today. Today, oh. it's so far ahead of everything that it's like, wow. But it, it ultimately will fade, right? There, you know, I don't want to sure. wish this upon anybody, but the, the, you know, the head injuries, the CTE, that stuff's yeah. only going to get worse. I, I don't disagree with you. I don't see how the cycle of baseball improves. Like, I, I just say, all right, number one, it's an incredibly not diverse sport and it's gotten worse and worse and worse. It's just not. And like baseball in baseball, I live in Southern California. Okay. I live in an area where you see parents 
spending $300 on the bat for their kid on the newest cleats on the newest glove. Yeah. Baseball has become prohibitively expensive mm. and you never see fields in the inner city. You never see sandlots in the inner city. You never see anyone playing sickball in the inner city. If I'm a young African-American kid and I turn on a major league game, I might see two black players. Maybe, you know, like it is not diverse at all. It is expensive. Um, and I just, and it's boring. Like for, yeah. not for me, I love watching baseball, but it is boring. And we just move, we live now in a fast paced society yeah. that doesn't have time to watch a three and a half hour game. And you know what the problem is also last thing it's like, come see Mike Trout, come see Mike Trout. You come see Mike Trout. You'll see him hit four times and you'll see him catch three baseballs. You go see yeah. LeBron James <laughs> or you go see Russell Wilson. They're involved in almost every play. Yeah. Now, it, yeah, that's a good point. I, I will say, you know, I hope my Dodgers fans, friends don't get upset with this, but like when we go to a Dodgers game, it's like, oh, cool. You get there early. It's exciting. And then by like the fifth inning, you start to eyeball, okay, when can we get out of here? Because right. the, the, the the traffic at Dodger Stadium is awful. And if yeah. you don't leave early, I'm like, honestly, Jeff, I'm like, uh, seventh inning, let's, let's bail. You know, I got to work tomorrow. Let's just go early. Like staying to the end. It's a disaster, and and that's not a good mindset. I don't always think like that with like NBA games or NFL. And the other thing that's kind of weird about that, I love going to Dodger Stadium. Like I love Dodger Stadium. Yeah, the vibe there is awesome, incredible. Right, but think about that. How interesting that is. The number one reason I would go to a Dodger game, and probably you would go to a Dodger game, is because the vibe at Dodger Stadium is really cool. It's not so I can go see Clayton Kershaw pitch no. or Dustin Turner play third base. It's because the place is cool. And In the, the NFL, the, photo, the Instagram photos with the sunset and the totally. background, it just looks awesome. You know. But in the NFL, I'm going to see the yep. Cleveland Browns because I want to see Miles Garrett play football. You know, I want to see LeBron play basketball. There's no one in baseball, even Mike Trout, who I would go to a game just to see him hit four times. Yeah, Luka Doncic was coming in town to play the Lakers, I think, two weeks ago. And I said to my friend who has season tickets, like, hey, how do I angle for these tickets? We got to go. I got to see Luka. And yep. just watching the guy, I don't know if you're a big Luka Doncic fan. It's great. I mean, Jeff, he is incredible. Like, yeah. the way he was calling for the pick, I want to go at LeBron with, like, three minutes left in a close game. And yeah. he would just take LeBron and score on him. And it's like, oh, my gosh. This I is like, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just, I just love basketball. I play, you know, a couple times a week. I but also, just, like, how much, are you playing any beer league baseball? Yeah, no. I play Saturday morning uh, pickup hoops. Oh, do you? Okay. Out, and that's out there in Orange County? Yeah, you're welcome to come play. Indoor or outdoor? Outdoors. Come on, man. Okay. You're not playing indoors, huh? No, just outdoors. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I'm a little risk, risk, uh, risky. I'm, I'm doing Oh, no, no. I've been going to the gym again. I rejoined the gym. I just haven't played. I have an outdoor league I played. Oh, game. outdoor league. Interesting. Game, right, game. Well, not league. It's a regular meetup. I'm curious, what's Jeff Perlman's game in uh, pickup basketball? Are Jeff Perlman's uh, game is traditional low post. Low uh, post? Yeah, you're not even like 6'2", are you? I am 6'2". Oh, are you? I didn't, I'm actually I didn't know that. A lot okay. of low posts, a lot of little shaking base, a lot of hook shots. But, you know, I'm 50. I'm almost 50 years old, so it's a yes. lot more picks. It's a lot more rebounding, boxing out than it used to be. But that's how you win, right? Set screens, talk on defense, you know, rotate. Like, that's how you I mean, we went 4-0 today when we played. But, nevertheless, I digress. Uh, all right, Jeff Perlman, you got to pick up one of his many books. I don't know, Jeff, do you have a favorite book? You probably get to hate that question. Uh, maybe Sweetness, the Walter Payton biography. Walter Payton? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The Cowboys book was pretty damn good. Boys will be boys. I mean, if you say so. The Clemens book, I, it'd be, I don't want to be the asshole author who's like, oh. But my, uh, my Clemens book was my worst. So, you know, not my favorite. Well, why do you say that? It was rushed. It wasn't that good. He wasn't that interested. Huh. Yeah, just, okay. being just being honest. I like the honesty. I like the candor. How about Brett Favre, by the way? 
Uh, no, that book, I, the funny thing is I didn't want to write that book. I wrote that book because I really wanted to do a USFL book and nobody would give me a USFL deal. But Hot Mifflin Publishing House said, if you do Favre, which I pitched as a side thing, we'll let you do the USFL. And I ended up loving the Favre experience, like loving. Mm. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, Jeff Perlman, big time author. Now he's part of a TV show. Uh, what's the cre- what's the technical credit you get on Winning Time? I get based on the book by uh, Jeff Perlman. No, no, but I meant like on the screen. Are you an executive it's producer? Based on the book by Jeff Perlman. No, this is based on the book. I'm definitely okay. not a producer. I'm a Are guy. you on the set at all or anything like I that? I was, and we have cameos. In the first, you saw me without knowing in the first episode. Shucks. Where? Where? At the Playboy Mansion? No, I was, Um, you know, the coin flip scene when they, uh, yes. they draft? The reporters show up in the commissioner's office, and yeah. I'm one of the reporters. Now, Fumbling for the quarter under the sofa or whatever. I was doing digging through my pocket and I had a, I pulled my pen out of my ear. And the other, my wife Catherine, was the secretary in the uh, Chicago Bulls office during the whole thing, and she had a laugh. She was on the fa- on the screen at one point by herself laughing. So. Exciting, dude! That's fun. It was cool. It was, it was wow. great. It was great. Well, congrats on all your success, Jeff, and uh, keep up the good work, man. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Network.